Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. And God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Now we have to take this verse uh, in context. It's the second to the last verse, uh, I believe, in the book of Ecclesiastes. And so it was written by King Solomon, who was said to be one of the wisest men of the world, that God had given him the wisdom. And uh, he uh, spoke about life. He spoke about uh, things that were vanity and vexation of spirit. He spoke about experiences and, and what he observed. And, you know, when, if you read the whole book and then you get to this last, uh, almost last verse of the whole book, he concludes... He said, well, let's hear, let's boil down the whole book of Ecclesiastes, the whole conclusion of the matter. When, when I see all, uh, take all of my reports and observations, the whole conclusion of the matter is to fear God and keep His commandments. This is the whole duty. This is the whole requirement. This is the, what, what's expected of, of people, amen, when it comes to the Lord. Now, there, there's many things that are important to God and that matter to Him. Prayer matters to Him. Fasting matters to Him. Praise matters to Him. Being faithful to His house matters to Him. Giving matters to Him. Sacrificing for Him and His cause matters to Him. Good works that we do on His behalf and in His name matter to him amen but the bible in our opening verse tells us that what matters most to him and that's what i want to talk about tonight what matters most to god are those two things that solomon boiled it all down to fear god and keep his commandments these two things go hand in hand because if you truly fear god then you will keep His commandments. Now, to fear God is to reverence Him. It's not to be afraid of Him like, oh, you know, He's going to hit me over the head with a baseball bat if I, you know, make one false move. That's not the God we serve. Amen. But to fear God is to reverence Him, to respect Him, and, uh, and to wholeheartedly believe that His Word is absolutely true and it's going to come to pass exactly as it is written, regardless of which side we decided of that word to be on, you know, and, and of course, we're, we're talking about fearing God and keeping his commandments. So we want to be on the good side of his word. Amen. But we acknowledge if we fear him, we know that his word is true no matter what. Deuteronomy 10 verse 12 said, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you, but to fear the Lord your God? to walk in all His ways, and to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. So when you look at the Old Testament, now that's the biggest part of the Bible because there's 66 books in the entire Bible, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New. And uh, some of the biggest books, obviously, are in the Old Testament. 150 chapters in Psalms, 66 chapters in Isaiah, and, and so on. Ezekiel and, and uh, Jeremiah, really large books. Genesis, you know, very. there's a lot in the Old Testament. Amen. And the Old Testament was primarily, uh, from basically the book of Exodus on, was based on the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments and all the sub-commandments that went with it. So those Ten Commandments, and, and when you add up all the commandments that are based off those Ten Commandments, there's actually 613 commandments in the law of Moses. Amen. But thankfully, you know, because I don't know, I can't keep up. I can do 10 and, uh, you know, 20 or 30 maybe. You know, that's getting, you know, it's getting rough. But 613, how do you keep, how do you remember all that, you know? And, but thankfully, when Jesus came on the scene in the New Testament, he gave us some great insight into all those commandments, and he basically consolidated all 613 down to two commandments. I said, okay, I can take that. That's awesome. All right, so we take, you know, not that we did away with 611 of them, and we only do two. It says that the principles of two commandments uh, encompass all 613. I like that. Matthew 22, 36, uh, it said, uh, somebody was asking the Lord about something. He said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law, the law of Moses? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. Now, the law of Moses was the Old Testament. And then you had a lot of prophetic books. There was 12, uh, 12 minor prophets and five major prophets. So there were 17 prophet books. So when you encompass all of the law and those 17 prophetical books in the Old Testament... That's saying a mouthful, love God with everything and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. So when we talk about fearing God and keeping his commandments, if we can do our best to keep those two commandments, amen, we are going to, in a sense, take care of everything. Amen. So that begs the question, when it says love God with uh, your heart, mind, strength, and soul, that's everything. Amen. So how do we love God? Do we love him just by telling him we love him? Amen. That's important to tell somebody you love them, right? Amen. But if you only tell somebody you love them and you never show them you love them, then something is hollow in telling them you love them only. Amen. There should be showing along with telling. Praise God. Because love is much more than just a four-letter word. There's much more to love than just telling somebody, I love you, but not showing them. The best way to tell somebody you love them is to show them you love them. Amen. And you know what the Bible says? The only 
way we can truly show Jesus that we love him is not just by telling him we love him. It's by keeping his commandments. It's by doing what, what Solomon came to the conclusion, fear God and keep his commandment. This is the whole duty of man. John 14, 21, Jesus pretty much spelled it out. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it's he who loves me. Amen. So that's how God knows that we love him. That's how we show our love to God by keeping his commandments. So that first and great commandment is love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And the second great commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. That's important too. Amen. Romans 13 verse 8. He that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this, in other words, if you love your neighbor as yourself, then it says, Thou shalt not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Do these sound familiar? These are part of the Ten Commandments. You shall not covet, and if there be any other commandment, like another 600 of them, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Amen. So if I, if I love God with everything, and which in turn helps me love my neighbor as myself, then I'm not going to transgress God's commandments because I'm going to treat my neighbor. And who's my neighbor? It's not, you know, the next door neighbor that, you know, yells at you because, you know, your newspaper's on their yard or your, your dog, you know, accidentally did a little something on their yard and, or whatever. No, it, your neighbor is a general term of anybody you come in contact with. Right? I mean, basically, it's just people. So, you know, I, I, I want to love my fellow man, you know, as myself. Amen. Because, you know, we, most people, you know, when I say they love themselves, I'm not talking about in a conceited, prideful way. I'm talking about most people take care of themselves. Most people make sure they get, you know, they're hungry, they eat, they're tired, they sleep. You know, they t they cut themselves, they put a Band-Aid on or whatever. And so he's saying, you know, how you take care of yourself and how you're, uh, you know, you try to be good to yourself. Try to, you know, be empathetic and sympathetic and do that for others and be a blessing to others. So that first and second commandment, they, they work hand in hand. And the second commandment is uh, the first one's toward us toward God. and The second one is us toward people. Romans 12.10 said, Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. That's keeping his commandments. That's doing uh, what, what we're saying here. Ephesians 4.32, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Amen. So we shouldn't withhold forgiveness to anybody. You know, even if they don't ask us to forgive us, forgive us, we should still forgive them. Because uh, I just want I don't want to hold any grudges, whatever. You know, it's good that people, people should ask for forgiveness. You know what I mean? They should. Uh, but, you know, should doesn't always happen in this life. But you know what? I want to be right with God. Because he said, if I don't forgive others, he's not going to forgive me. Oh, Lord, I got to have your forgiveness. Because I know, I know, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not perfect yet. I'll be perfect when I get to the other side. Amen. After I die or fly or whatever. Not perfect now. So I know I'm going to 
stumble sometime in the future. I might fall on my face, and I need God to forgive me. Amen. And others to forgive me. I want to forgive. I want to be a forgiving person. Amen. So, t- so, so kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, because of what Jesus did on the cross, has forgiven us. Amen. So we should do our best to treat one another with decency, with respect, with kindness, compassion, showing grace, mercy, patience, and forgiveness, even if it's not coming back your way. Amen. Sometimes it's a one-way deal, but that's okay. God sees what we're trying to do here. Amen. Now, you see, the second greatest commandment is tied to the first one. So if you can't keep the second one, then by default, you won't be able to keep the first one either. Now, that's important. So what are you saying? So what I'm saying is some people say, and I've heard them, you know, over the years, they say, you know what? I love God. Oh, yeah, I love Jesus. But you know what? I can't stand some of these people over around here. I just don't love them. And, oh, no, I can't love them. And, you know, whatever. You know, and you know what? You can, you can uh, love somebody and not like them. You know, you know what I mean? There's a difference. You know, love means I love your soul. I love who you are. I might not like what you're doing, but I love you through, through the love of God that God has for me. Amen. So that, that's the difference. But, but you see, we can't do that. If that, uh, that mentality, well, I love you, Jesus. And if there just wasn't anybody else around, we'd be having a good deal, just me and you, Lord. But, you know, these other people mess up the situation, you know, and I have a hard time loving them. But, see, God is making the first and second command, commandment contingent on each other. And so it's an all-or-nothing situation. Amen. So if we can't do that second one, then he's, he's not going to uh, let us do the first one. Watch this, what he says in 1 John 4.20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Now, I know one part, one, uh, part here we talked about neighbor. Another one talks about brother, you know, and then there, there's neighbors. The Bible talks about neighbors. The Bible talks about brothers and sisters. The Bible talks about enemies. Those are all three categories of people. There's our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We got to love them. There's the neighbors, which are everyone else. And then there's amongst the neighbors, there's enemies. Amen. But we even got to love our enemies and pray for them, the Bible said. Amen. So it's important that we love each other so that we can truly say that our love for God is genuine because it's all tied together. So, see, God does not desire lip service from us. That's why we can't just say, I love you, Lord, and then not do what he says. Amen. Because it it doesn't ring true, and it rings kind of hollow. So he he wants everything we do for him to come from our heart. Matthew 15, 8 Jesus accused some of, not the most of the people that were following him, all those crowds that wanted to, couldn't get enough of what he was saying because it was so fresh and powerful and true. But mostly uh, the, the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the elders, uh, some of the people that were there just to try to spy on Jesus and trip him up with their questions and so forth, and they really didn't care what he had to say, you know. These are the ones he was talking about in Matthew 15, 8, when he said, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, 
but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Amen. And so we don't want to elevate the commandments of people to the commandments of God. Amen. We want to fear God and keep his commandments. You see, they were making up their own commandments. Amen. And they tried to make them equal with God's commandments. Like if you don't wash your hands before you eat, that was like a sin, you know, with these guys. Or if you didn't wash your, your pots and your plates or a certain way, then that was a sin. And Jesus said, no, that might be, you know, unsanitary, but it's not a sin. It's not the word of God. Don't equate it with the Bible. Amen. Fear God and keep his commandments, not the traditions of men. Amen. And then, and then Jesus said in Luke 6.46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? Oh, Lord, Jesus, I, I love you, Lord, you're my king. And then it's like, Oh, yeah, but I don't want to do any of these commandments. But Lord, you're great. I love you. And now i got to go and do my own thing. Sorry, Lord. Well, don't call me Lord. See what I mean? You don't do the things I say. So, in other words, you're misusing the word Lord because Lord means that I am subject to you because you're my Lord. Amen. So he said, don't call me Lord if you're not going to do what I say. That's powerful. So when I said that things matter to God, because I read that list, you know, prayer matters to God, fasting matters to God, praise matters to God, doing good matters to God, giving matters to God, that all matters to God. And you say, well, aren't those some, aren't those some commandments in the Bible? We're commanded to pray and to, and to do this and do that. Yes, it is. I, yeah, we are. Amen. But you got to understand that you can pray around obedience. You can pray around, you can worship your way and praise God and, and not keeping his commandments. And, God, and he's saying, no, no, no. He said, fear God and keep my commandments. And then all these other things, they're going to fall into place. Amen. I'm going to accept your prayers. Amen. Much more, uh, much more readily when you are keeping my commandments. I'm going to accept your praise if you are following me. Amen. I'm going to accept your love and calling me Lord. Amen. And your Savior, if you're keeping my commandments. So that's what matters most to God. So if he truly is our Lord, we need to keep his commandments. If he truly is our king, we need to keep his commandments. If he truly is our God, we need to keep his commandments. So let's purpose in our heart to make what matters most to God matter most to us. Amen. Because when our main focus and our main purpose and our main desire in life is to fear the Lord and keep His commandments, everything else will fall into place. That's what Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You know, because in life sometimes we, we get the cart before the horse. And we're, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's true, and... and I understand the times we're living in, you know, everything's so expensive and, you know, it's rough and it's hard to make ends meet sometimes. And so a lot of times our, our, our focus is, what am I going to wear? What am I going to have a roof over my head? How am I going to get transportation? What am I going to eat? What am I, you know, 
this and that and all this stuff or whatever. And that's important. But he said, you know what? He said, don't worry about that like the people that don't know me. Amen. But the people that know me and that are that, that, that I'm their Lord and they're keeping my commandments. Amen. You seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. I'll add all of those things you're worried about. I'll add it to you. Just keep your priorities correct and keep what matters most to God mattering most to you. So when we're concerned, amen, about what God is concerned about, then He will be concerned about what we're concerned about. And if we constantly do try to do this in our lives, fearing God and keeping His commandments, amen, then His blessings, His benefits, and His favor will consistently come our way. Amen? Amen. Let's stand right now. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.